Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. God has asked me to do a deliverance for all of us right now. Now, it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Psalm 47 says that he is exalted over all, that his name is above every name. So right now, God is going to release you from bondage, any kind of bondage, in Jesus' name. Some of the things that you're going through, you don't have to go through. You are tolerating the enemy. I went through a season where I wasn't sleeping, and it turns out that there was a lot of spiritual battles going on that I didn't know about. You see, you've got to understand that his word has already been sent. That the Holy Spirit, it truly is true that his yoke is easy. His burden is light. You may be carrying many burdens right now. Maybe you're moving house like I am. Maybe your children are, are, are on your mind. Maybe there's relationship troubles, financial troubles, spiritual troubles. Maybe you just don't feel close to God. But you know the word of God. The Bible says in Hebrews that by reason of use, you have learnt to discern between good and evil. So you're not an immature Christian who is on milk. You are a mature Christian who is eating solid food, the solid food of the world, of the word. It allows us to move beyond elementary teachings of Christ. It allows us to move on from teachings about baptism, from repentance and the forgiveness of sins. When Jesus said, enter the kingdom, that word enter means to explore when you do a study. It means to go and survey the kingdom. And so we need to move on to greater things. You need to learn that you are a son of God. You need to remember that Jesus said that you are one with the Godhead. That's not me saying it, it's Jesus said it. He prayed that you are one. Now, religion and politics will try to steal the word of God from your heart. Religion says God does not share his glory, but Jesus, who is God, specifically prayed that the Father would give you his glory. He would give you the glory that he had in the beginning. That's in John chapter 14 through 17. Jesus included us in the Godhead. He included us in the family of God. Paul says 
that he brings all things into one under Christ. Now, I'm not saying that I am God. Don't miss the entire Bible for sake of fear, which, you know, is actually pride. It's not humility to be poor and to be struggling all of your life. It's offensive to God. I'm going to go there and be strong and say, he bled out for you. He's already made a public spectacle of the enemy. He's already paid the price for your sins. Paul said that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Jesus healed all who were sick and under the oppression of the enemy. So God is not fighting against himself. He's not making you poor. He's not making you sick. That is the devil. I give you permission today, and I take responsibility if I need to, that every problem you have is the devil. You know, yes, it might be you as well, but you can just assume that that cold is the devil that that promotion that got stolen from you is the devil. Just blame him for everything. Really, I want you to do that because it's a better default than than blaming yourself. You know, if you're gentle, if you're lowly and humble in heart, if you're seeking first the kingdom, if you're poor in spirit, if you're hunger, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, if you're meek, if you're a peacemaker, if you're obeying the words and commands of Jesus and teaching others to obey them, then you're not going to worry because the Holy Spirit is going to teach you. He will guide you into all truth. He will tell you uh, the future of things to come. So let God correct you. Let God rebuke you. And if you're reading his word, if you're in community with other Christians, you are going to get corrected. You are going to get pruned because the word is a mirror. He washes you with his word. Jesus said to Peter, I've already cleaned you because you heard my words. Because Peter heard Jesus' words, he was clean. So you are clean because it's so stay under the word of God. Stay in the Bible. Don't be afraid of missing it. I think that you should go bold. I think you should pray the kind of prayers that say, Lord, look at the threats of the enemy, which for you and I at the moment in Western Christianity is in our own mind. It's the devil. It's people, but it's the devil. We don't have the Pharisees trying to kill us physically unless we're in another country. But right now in a Canada or America or Australia or New Zealand or wherever you are, our battle is in the mind. That's why Paul said to take every thought captive, every thought captive into the obedience of Jesus Christ. Galatians and Ephesians talk about the lust of the flesh and of the mind. So really you are limiting yourself because you're limiting yourself in your mind because God has already sent his word. I want you to understand this right now. Father, would you help them understand this? Holy Spirit, give them understanding. I need you to understand that there is no prayer that you can pray that God has not already answered. 
Jesus said to ask anything in my name and I will do it for you. And you might think, well, how do I know what to pray? Well, he said anything. He said, if you speak to the mountain with the faith of God, if you speak to the mountain as if you are God, it will move. I've seen this happen. I've had periods in my life where I've just believed God. I remember very recently buying a dog and there was the worst lockdowns. The police were guarding the roads. There were checkpoints, checkpoints. And I could not pick up my new dog. And I had promised my kids and I just wanted the dog delivered to me. It was impossible. And I said it. I said, God, that dog is being delivered to me today. And my mind said, no way, it's impossible, it's illegal. And there was no way. Now, I didn't realize, and I, and I got two people to pray who I knew would not doubt. My mum and my uh, a, a financial supporter of mine. And, and we agreed. And that dog was delivered to me that day. I didn't know, but the breeder was also a medical officer, a doctor, I believe, or a nurse or a doctor. And she happened to have a special pass to travel from the country where she breeds the dogs, where she lives, into the city. And she was able to go through our draconian checkpoints and show the paperwork and deliver me the dog that day. It was amazing. Now, I've had other stories in the past that are way more amazing, like the Book of Acts. Like I went to a city with no money and no accommodation. I met a priest on the boat. By the time I crossed over to the other side of Sydney Harbour, I had accommodation. The priest put me up in a 10-bedroom house that was donated to him by a widow. He drove me to the conference every day. When he had to go back to Adelaide, he said, I've, there's only one family that I know that has accommodation. He drove me to their house. They shared the same fence as the church in Oxford Falls that I was attending. Only God can open doors like that. You know, I went to that meeting for free. I had door-to-door service, free accommodation, and I I traveled like a king. And I had no money, and it was irresponsible for me to go. A one-way ticket, you know, to Sydney from Melbourne. And I went, and it was a youth meeting, and I wasn't even a youth. I was like 22 at the time. And and that is another story, and I have other stories like that, but why am I sharing this? Well, God has already answered your prayers. What do I mean by that? We think that we are somehow convincing God that if we pray that we somehow get his attention, that if we pray we somehow are tapping him on our shoulders, and we might think that he's like our earthly father or like a principal of a school, like an authority figure, but that is not what it's like. God cannot answer any prayer that he hasn't already answered. The Bible says that every prayer is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. In other words, if you need healing in your body, 
Jesus has already healed you. It says in Isaiah 53, by his stripes you are healed. So when you pray, you are cashing in a check that you've already been given. So the Bible says that all things are yours, things present and things to come, that it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, that he sent his word and healed you. You cannot change his word. Jesus said his words will never pass away. He cannot take them back. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will never pass away. So you and I are mature when we stand on the rock. Remember the parable of the word where Jesus said that the man who builds his house on the rock will stand, that nothing will knock over his house. That is like me right now and you. The waves come, the, the, the pandemic comes, whatever it is comes and it does not, your house will not move because, not because you paid off your mortgage, although that's a good idea, not because you're a, a good Christian or a good person or even because you tithe, although that's part of it, but it's because you're building your house on the rock. Now, even if you lost your physical house, your life, your heart, your salvation, your Christianity, your future is still built on the rock. You are the move of God. You are his investment. Now, you've got to remember, as you gain understanding in the kingdom of God, he wants a return. You are his investment. He has invested in you. He has pruned you. He has cut you. He does not want you to die. He does not want you to be sick. He wants you to be the head of your organization. He wants you to have that that nice job, that nice car. Why not? The Bible says not many of those rich and famous are called, but some are. And once you're in the kingdom, it is all yours. He's not limiting you. He is looking at your heart. In fact, what you have has more to do with your ability to receive than anything else. I'm not saying that God's highest priority is for you to have a million dollars in the bank, but I don't think he has a problem with you having a million dollars in the bank if he has you. You see, you can't have love God and money. You can't follow Christ without dying to yourself. It's like you can't plug into the matrix without plugging in. You can't have a dream without being asleep. You know, you can't stay home and go on holidays. You've got to give your life to Christ. So if you've given your life to Christ, if you're entering and exploring the kingdom, then everything is yours. You own the kingdom. The Bible says that we inherit God himself. He is our inheritance and we are his inheritance. He gets you and you get him and he wants you. He really wants you. So you need to receive. And that's why I'm doing this today. Pray your prayers, but pray believing that you have them because you already have. Now, this is prayer. Prayer is seeing in heaven what you already have and pulling it down to the earth. Prayer is seeing with your spiritual eyes what 
prayers have already been answered in heaven, what checks have already been written, what yes has already been spoken, you know what it is. It's yes to healing. It's yes to anything that is abundant life. It's yes to health. It's yes to a job, to promotion, to salvations of your family, to healing and deliverance. God has invested in you and he wants a return. He wants you to bear fruit. He wants you to lead other people to Christ. He wants you to pray for other people. What if you got over yourself? What if you stopped worrying about your life? Like Jesus said, now, this is my experience today. How can I be stressed? I might feel stressed, but I realize, hang on a minute. God has promised me health. He has promised me very personally, very intimately promised me things that have absolutely come to pass. I am free. I am. I don't work for my job. I work for him. And my job is me glorifying God. My job is me being light and being salt. And when I go to work, it's to please him. Not through hard work, although I do that. But he gets to watch me shining. He gets to watch me showing off. Showing off as I have joy and peace while everyone around me gets fired. I've been transferred. I've been transitioned. And everyone else seems to be gone. And I'm standing there like a, in the, like in the eye of the storm. And it's just blue skies above me. I get lunch breaks. I get paid. Full-time hours, car park, you know, bonuses, money towards my lunch, no responsibility, a desk with a computer that I don't even need. It's just, it's amazing. You know, my manager literally told me the other day to go around and tell other people that I'm important. <laughs> that was my job. You, you know, you're a manager now, so go and tell people who you are. I'm like, it, did this? is this really happening? Is that my job? <laughs> and we run, you know, 21 venues in the airport and I can go and, and get a coffee at one place. I can get a bottle of water at another. I can just have a chat to some customers. It is, I love it. It's a great job. But I could have been upset that it wasn't my own business because I've come out of 13, 16 years of self-employment, you know, where I was driving a BMW and I did own a house. And right now I'm not, I'm driving a Camry, <laughs> but it's a great car. And it is, it is actually an amazing car, but God has pruned me and maybe he's pruned you. But let, this is why I'm telling you, it is not about your car. It is not about your work. It is not about your circumstances. It's about who you are. And are you building on the rock? What is his word? Now, he's told me to write a book. He's told me to run a church, a Bible study in my house. He's told me very few things to do. That is all I need to do. Why? Am I worrying or why are you worrying about these things? Now, 
I needed a reminder today because I said, God, I, I'm, I feel like I'm putting on weight. And he said, you are because you're stressed. It's called, it's called cortisol. It's a stress hormone. Now, we all have reason to be stressed. There's a lot of change going on. There was a lockdown in Melbourne. There were, my kids couldn't go to school. But God said to me, why? That is a spirit and I want you to rebuke it. And as soon as I rebuked it, I said, you know what? I'm not stressed. I had someone say to me, you're stressed. You're probably stressed. It's very stressful. And I, at some point, I agreed with them. I remember, I must have agreed with them and thought, yeah, I have got a lot on my plate. <laughs> but none of it was put on my plate by Jesus. You see, he, so I repented and immediately got, I saw it. I agreed with that spirit. And even now, your spirits are going to go away. They're going to leave in the name of Jesus. Those spirits, harassing spirits, tormenting spirits, depression goes in Jesus' name. Fear and anxiety and self-pity, they go in Jesus' name. Deafness goes in Jesus' name. You're being delivered of demons even if you don't know that they're there. Thank you, Father, for the grace of God and for your anointing that breaks the yoke. And I just ask for a double anointing. God, you doubled the anointing in Elisha. And you said the anointing breaks the yoke. And I just think of how Elijah ran away from Jezebel, whereas Elisha destroyed her in a word. So he had double, and I'm asking for double. I ask for a double portion of the anointing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you break the yoke. Now, he can't just go around breaking yokes that you are agreeing with. So he leads us beside still waters. He leads us by streams of water, and we bear fruit in our season. That's Psalm 1. So the Holy Spirit, he wants to lead you into all truth. He wants to guide you into all truth. So you, he will lead you into truth. So there are, there are, if you're believing any lies, devil, go right now in Jesus' name. Confusion, go. Deception, go. Lies, go. In Jesus' name. Remember, the, the devil will lie to you. Your circumstances will lie. Now, you take every thought captive into the obedience of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Everything in your life that is a lie, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Everything in your life that does not align with Scripture. So if you're sick, that does not align with Scripture. You must punish that act of disobedience. Say, body, you be healed right now in Jesus' name. You are healed. Body, you are healed in Jesus' name. And the Holy Spirit will enforce the word, but he will lead you into all truth. So I've said it before. Maybe your way to get out of debt is by giving because the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. You've got to remember this Christianity is not a poker machine. It's not a slot machine where you put in a coin and hope for a good result. No, this is a relationship. And at the end of the day, abundant life, only comes as you are led by the Spirit of God. Now, those are the sons of God, those who are led 
by the Spirit of God. So what that means is as you hear what the Father is saying inside of you and say it, as you see what the Father is doing around you and you do it, he might say pay off somebody else's home loan. He might say give money to charity. He might give you a strategy and tell you where to invest or to save. But whatever that is, it is a relationship. And it is going to be 100% led by the Spirit of God, who is the Word of God. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of Jesus, and He is the kingdom. The kingdom exists inside of the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom, Jesus said, doesn't come with you know wise-sounding words, as Paul said but with demonstration of the spirit and power. Jesus said the kingdom does not come with careful observation, but it is within you. In other words, hint, hint, he's a person, he's called the Holy Spirit. Now, the kingdoms of the world will become the kingdoms of our God, but he also says that he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. So I'm telling you, your freedom, your health, your promotion, has already been spoken. It's already yours in heaven and it will be yours through appropriation as you obey the voice of God as you implement the word of God. So his word is a person. His word is inside of you, but his word is also written. So get in the Bible Pray the Bible. Pray the Bible out loud, as I did in the previous episode. So let's agree right now, fire of God. I just ask for the fire of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, you baptize with fire. So Lord, I just ask for your fire to burn up everything that's not of you. Open these people's eyes to see the kingdom, which allows them to see God, what you are doing, what you are saying, and help them to implement it today. I break the chains today off their life. Whatever it is that they need, I break it. In Jesus' name, I sense a silence, a quiet, and a a peace that is going to come. Don't agree with the lies. Don't agree with your feelings, with your symptoms, with your thoughts, but agree with what he is saying. It's in his Bible, Logos word, but it's also in his, in his spoken word, his rhema word to you. He spoke to me that I would sleep and that he would restore all of the sleep that was lost, and he did. It was amazing. Within a, a few weeks... I was sleeping like a baby, but it wasn't from meditation or medication. In fact, it was when I stopped taking anything. I was taking herbs. I had pillows. I had everything. And Jesus said, you know, said, when will you just trust me? And I'm like, you know, really? Are you enough? (laughs) And I went to bed and I just focused on Jesus. And I woke up the next day and I was like, that was good. And then I did that again and again and again, and it was a relationship. And he's done that in other areas, and he's going to do that with you. He's going to do that with you in in your areas. It's 
it's taking the land, you know, one, you know, Jebusite at a time, one, you know, enemy at a time. He's going to teach you to make war. And it's a good war because it's one that you can't lose. Enough, you need to go to the bathroom, go ahead. Otherwise, let's just do this because angelic activity was just being recorded on my phone. I've seen it on my phone. She saw it. People behind me saw it. So, Lord is manifesting in a, such a powerful, powerful way. So, rest of you continue to stay in the mode of worship. If you need to go to restroom, go ahead. And we're just going to continue to press in. Amen. God is about to do something. If Jesus came, visited him, and we got hit by Jesus this morning, God is doing, I mean, he wants to get all of you. So, let's press in. Amen.
Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Thank you.